0: Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I am Matt. And I'm Ashley. And welcome to a special uh, Pride edition of (laughs) our retro series where we talk about older films. And this episode we're going to talk about Brokeback Mountain. And joining us is our friend Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, You can find Ryan on the Internet. Uh, He's got a a, a film review website. It's ArnoldReviews.Weebly.com. You can also find him on Twitter at Arnold underscore at movies. So yeah, Ryan, I'm going to hand it over to you uh, to start sharing your thoughts on this, uh, on this film.
1: Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm sure many people know and have heard of Perkback Mountain. Believe it or not, it's already been almost 20 years since it's been out it Came out in 2005. Um, it's a movie by Ang Lee and it stars uh, Heath Ledger, Jake Gyllenhaal, um, Anne Hathaway and um michelle williams um it's a western and it's a romantic drama follows the story of uh, two american cowboys uh ns which is played by uh, heath ledger and jack played by uh chick chillen and it follows basically their, their complex relationship um, with each other for about 20 years the 1960s to the 1980s um this is a pretty incredible film. I, I really, really like this movie. Um, Ang Lee's direction is just very crisp. It's, it's very strong. It's probably some of his best directing. Done. All the acting in it is also very moving and very profound. Um, it, I think what really sticks with me every time that I watch Brokeback Mountain is the score. Um, it has a very moving score. Um, it actually won an Oscar for its score. Um, and it's just, it's just very kind of subtle, but it really kind of sneaks up on you at the end. But It's just very, it just does. It's it's a score that really has stuck with me every time that I watched it. And I usually listen to it a a couple days after I watched the movie every time. (laughs) Um, but it's just, it's a beautiful picture. The cinematography is, is very well done. Um, I something I've noticed when I've when I've been rewatching it recently is um, I really liked how Lee portrayed the West, uh, the American West in this film, uh, especially the deals with cowboys, um, more older um, Western movies or, you know, they're more kind of rugged and they deal with like the desert type style where this one is very much set in um kind of you know like the plains and the grasslands and the mountains and it has just more and more a romantic feel to it i just thought that was a really neat contrast to it um there's also a lot that lee deals with with masculinity um especially heath ledger's character um they do a really good job of depicting that and his struggle throughout um i can go on but i'll pass it on over to you guys' thoughts on this film
2: <laughs> yeah so i'm you know, he said it's almost been 20 years. Um, I vividly remember seeing this movie in the theater. Um, and I, I was really anxious for it. One, because at that time, if you were to ask me who was my favorite living director, I probably would have said Hang Lee, because he was on a roll at this point. He'd done, um, his three previous films are some of my favorite movies. So I was really looking forward to this one. And I, I had read the short story that this is based on. It's based on uh Broke back Mountain by Annie Proulx, and I really love that story. And I hoped that it was able to to live up to the story. And um happily, I think it does. it's a it's a like the story. it tells, I think a very profound story, but it does so in a very kind of simple, deceptively simple way. And I like that about it. Um, everything from you know, just the, just the tone and the pacing and the score, like you mentioned, it's all deceptively simple. Um, and it kind of, you really are kind of lulled into this story, pulled into it. And it's, it has just a very kind of romantic feel, but, but also there's all this, um, like the characters, there's all this emotion kind of under the surface. So I think that it does a good job of projecting that, presenting that. So I think Ingley's direction is great. The performances across the board are really wonderful. Um, this time watching it, I was really struck by performances of Michelle Williams and, and Anne Hathaway, who play their wives, but they're two very different characters. And I, I thought that the way that they played their parts were um, very effective as, as well. And I don't think I had noticed that um, so much the first time. So, yeah, the direction, the performances, um, it's all really good. And I'm glad we got to watch it again.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I should mention that so... This movie is – the story starts out in 1963 in Wyoming uh, on the titular Brokeback Mountain. And then it follows these characters over the next, like, 20 years. And so when we meet uh, Ennis Del Mar and Jack Twist, who are played by Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal, they're, like, 20-year-olds. And, yeah, they're just working for – a few weeks or months. I'm a little unclear on that. But anyway, up on Brookback Mountain together, herding sheep, making sure the wolves don't get the sheep. And yeah, that's kind of where their their um, feelings start to, to bloom for each other. Uh, I forgot until we were watching this again. Randy Quaid was in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Who plays, uh, he's, he plays their employer and not a terribly nice person. Um, that reminds me, I, I actually think I haven't. Watched this movie since it came out in, in late 2005. Um, I mean, we rewatched it just for this episode, but yeah, um, I remember, Ashley, you and I made a special trip like two hours north to Chicago, I think, to mm-hmm. see it because it wasn't and we wanted to see it as soon as it opened in like a major city. Um, and it's funny. So rewatching it this time, I was struck uh, initially. I thought, oh my god, I'm gonna to have to do a reassessment on this because I remembered, I mean, it's been one of my favorite movies for the last almost 20 years, and then I was watching it again. And it the first part of it or so is very languidly paced. It's just um, you know, Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal's characters up on this, you know, mountain range in Wyoming herding sheep. And it's see the different weather weather patterns, you see them trying to shoot off you know coyotes or wolves or whatever you see them eating beans <laughs> you see them just kind of like bathing and looking at the beautiful vistas and it's just a lot of that and i thought to myself oh this 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 is not as good as i remember what what happens is and, and is that sort of setting up their their relationship and it's just sort of setting the the tone of the film which i think is you, you need that that time i think that the movie spins there in order to appreciate like everything that comes later as we follow these characters throughout the next 20 or so years of their lives. Um, and so I also want to give a shout out to the film score like Ryan did. It's a uh, Gustavo Santiolala, Lala, who is uh, did a great job with this. I particularly like the, the main theme, which I think they call wings uh the main theme of Brokeback Mountain. That's quite good. Uh, cinematography is by, uh, Rodrigo Prieto. Just beautiful looking film. And especially some of the shots, even some of the like more, not in your face shots, but there's like a scene later on in the movie where Jake Gyllenhaal, I think he goes down, he's living in Texas and he goes down into Mexico to basically find a male prostitute. Cause I think by this time he's already got a wife. He's got a child, but you know, he's obviously, you know, has this, you know, he likes men, right? So he goes down in Mexico to look for prostitutes and he and this male prostitute walk off together and it just, they just walk off into this black void. And I just thought that was a very interesting framing and a very interesting moment there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I yet get, again, by the end of this movie, I found myself very moved and almost kind of on the verge of tears. Um, I, I, I I found it such an emotional, it packs such an emotional wallop. But I'll throw it back over to you, Ryan.
1: Yeah, it's one of those films, Like you know, it takes its time at the beginning, um, but that build up towards the end, and it just, it it really kind of stakes up on you. Um, and And I think that is to Lee's pacing of the film. He was able to really take it, and you follow that journey, of these two men and then um it, it really just gets you at the end um of uh, heartbreak you know comes on out and um the performances are just um top notch um one thing that i really um have appreciated and noticed more when i watched this film is uh ledger's um performance particularly stands out especially his even his stature and his body language throughout the film um you can just see um his struggle and the way he postures himself and certain of that is with the framing as well of the camera. Um, but, uh, there's just a sense of just struggle. Um, and that he does a really good job without even using his words, just within just his whole body language. It's very well done. Um, I think this film has proven, um, to be, uh, a big impact on the industry when it came out it's 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 lasting impact even though it didn't win you know the best picture for the oscar um and it should have um it still is one of those movies that is more remembered now um uh, years later people still talk about it and it's still referenced to um being such a big um, achievement in filmmaking and helping out um other films come after it
2: yeah, I was thinking as we were watching it, I was thinking back to the first time we watched it and what a different time that was. And one of the things that I really loved about the movie when it first came out was that it told this story of a gay romance in such a sensitive way and in, in such an accessible way. I think there was, you know, when the movie came out, there was a lot of You know, gay rights was very divisive. There was no gay marriage. Um, It was just a, you know, it was a very different time. A lot has changed. Gay rights are still very divisive, unfortunately. (laughs) Right, right. Um, But we have made a lot of progress over the last 20 years. That's true, Um, So, and to me, this movie felt like something that was not made necessarily for gay people, but for the general public, something that was maybe more accessible and could introduce them to, you know, another another viewpoint. So I felt like the movie was very important at the time, and I and I still do. I think it made a difference.
0: Um, I would agree with that. I, I went and read Roger Ebert's review of it after we rewatched it. And one thing, I, I, I liked it. Um, I initially kind of bristled at it, but then I quickly lowered my defenses. But the reason I bristled is he, he sees it sort of like a movie that a, lo- a whole lot of people can relate to. So it's not just not just for gay people to relate to, but, but everyone. And the reason I bristled at that is I I'm I very protective of, like, gay cinema, so to speak, because we haven't always had a lot of opportunities to tell our stories. And then um, when we do, like, there's a movie that, you know, this particular movie is about that. And then someone comes along and is like, well, you know, this could be about, like, you know. And I'm like, wait, wait. but. I quickly lowered my defenses and realized. Well, no, that's great. If, if if people can relate to this, and they find, instead of finding these two characters, instead of being alienated by them, they are they see themselves, and then not necessarily gay, but you know, because um, the one thing Ebert mentioned was this could be a story uh, uh, about a love that cannot be due to like uh, race or religion. I mean, there's been plenty. Uh, of those uh, depicted in, in the arts and also in real life. Um, so I, I, I ultimately, I like that. I like that it's uh, something that appeals to to a whole bunch of folks. Um, and also, I wanted to bring up Ang Lee. This is something I've always found interesting about him, because I've liked several of Ang Lee's movies, um, like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. That was my favorite film from the year 2000. I feel like his Hulk movie, Well, I don't think it's like one of the greatest films ever made. I do think it's Mm underappreciated. It's it's really got its own unique style. And so, yeah, he... But the thing I think is interesting about Ang Lee is he doesn't really have it, in my opinion, anyway. He doesn't have a particular style. Right. Like, you can watch uh, a, a Hitchcock film or a Kubrick movie, a Spielberg movie... And you can, there's sometimes, there'll be certain aspects of it, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, like, that's a Steven Spielberg shot right there, or <laughs> that's a Hitchcock, that's a Hitchcock move, you know, and, yeah, Ang Lee, he's just sort of kind of like a, a journeyman director who, he when, he when he goes on to a project, for the most part, it, it, he knocks it out of the park and does a really good job with it, and yet I, I can never detect any distinct style no. with him.
2: The the movies that I was thinking about that he had made previous to this, some of my favorite movies, but he goes from the ice storm to sense and sensibility to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, to this. I mean, four more different movies you, you couldn't imagine. Mm-hmm. So it's just really cool that he's that he's able to do that. But you're right, he doesn't really have a, a style.
0: Yeah. And wanna give a shout out. So Ashley and I we're we're here in Champaign, Illinois, home of the University of Illinois, and Angley is an alumni of the University That's of right. Illinois. That's so me. Uh, he spent some time here with us, but yeah. Uh, back to you, Ryan. Sorry, I don't. Mind.
1: <laughs> oh, I I agree. I think that's just the versatility of Lee's uh, filmmaking. Um, it, it is interesting to to if you look at his filmmaking and just each different movie, there's not really a thread that connects. You know, like Kubrick or Hitchcock or Spielberg. There's little pieces they always like little trademarks that they like to have in the film, and you can detect that. And he doesn't really have that because yeah, he went from hulk in 2003 The brookback mountain 2005 uh, life of pie in 2012 mm-hmm. um, and and they're all very unique very much their own type of film um, but he's the one that really crafted it still um, and it's just interesting just to see um, his type of you know it, it's still very much his style but he doesn't have a like a a common style he's very much you know he can he can kind of it all in a sense. You know, you can take a project, like Matt said, and you can kind of make it what that project is and what it's calling for. Um, it just kind of shows his craftsmanship there.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I do, I think, I forget which one of you mentioned, you, you gave a shout-out to Michelle Williams and, and Anne Hathaway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of appreciated their roles in this a little bit more this time. Um, it, you know, it was just a, and I know there's certain Pockets uh, uh, still in in the the United States today that people grow up and they're not accepted for being gay and they sometimes have to you know kind of closet themselves for that. But particularly back when this the events of this story are set, you know it's uh, it was very much the case, uh, particularly where they're coming from. And so yeah, that is a sad situation for you know these these two men. But it's also it also Bleeds over into like the women that they decide to settle down with because they're you know um, they're obviously kind of basically caught in this in this web of, of prejudice that prevents these guys from kind of like wanting to be who they are. I know I've seen some articles over the years where um, a few more like progressive-minded folks kind of want to like uh, analyze the 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 sexuality of the the Heath Ledger, Jake Gyllenhaal characters and say like, well, maybe they weren't like totally gay, maybe because some asked, they partly seem kind of happy with their wives in a way. So like, maybe they're like bisexual and sure. Yeah. But I, I, I I think that takes away a little bit from maybe the, the tragedy of, of the story.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I think that I'm glad that the movie focuses on, the, the wives, a little bit, and tells their story because you know they're not accepting gay people and forcing gay people to live closeted that has an impact on gay people, but it also has an impact on other people the people that they're, you know, because of expectations, the people that they're forced to marry, or you know, people that they marry out of, out of obligation. Um, it has a real tragic effect on them as well. So, I'm glad that the movie focuses on that.
0: Yeah, um, the there's a part of this too that I like that focuses on upbringing, and now everyone's different, right? So you know, you can have similar upbringings but you know, come out differently. But you know, both the, the Jack character and the Ennis character, I think they come from more rural, conservative uh households. Uh, and the Jack character, played by Jake Hall, he uh he seems much more willing to kind of buck the society and want to like, he wants to like settle down somewhere like just him and him and Ennis, like let's just settle down to get somewhere together and be, uh, be with us uh, ourselves together. And, and Ennis um, is not about to let that happen because, you know, one of the sort of central themes here is when he was growing up, his dad, uh, there, there had been like this, like older gay couple, or people presumed were gay, who like these two older men who lived together, and everyone thought they were gay, and they probably were, and um, yeah, one day some of the the men from the town like basically beat him to death, and then uh, Ennis's dad took him to look at the bodies, and Ennis even says he's like, I don't know, maybe my dad was one of the men that killed them, I, I have no idea, but so in Ennis's I mean that that that's something that was like emblazoned in his psyche f- when he was younger. Is like if you try and live at all as an like an out gay person, then you know you're you're basically opening yourself up for uh, for murder, I guess. And that's certainly something that happened, um, yeah, unfortunately. So that's another tragic bit of the story. And this movie, I was thinking about this when we were watching it last night. The This is a movie that falls in the era of gay cinema where it was the doomed romance. <laughs> I've talked on this podcast before about, you know, particularly like in the, in the 90s, when I would like, you know, me and my friends would rent a movie that was about, you know, gay people. At, at least one character in there always had AIDS. And it, that at some point, even if there are other things going on, that character would, not always, but oftentimes succumb or get worse uh, as the movie went on. And there was a, a lot of movies like that. And then it felt like maybe starting around this particular period, uh, the by Mountain came out. Then it became like the doomed gay romance. And Call Me By Your Name is in that category. But I feel like in the last few years, we've ex- it's expanded into... Uh, just, just regular movies about gay people, right? Just mm-hmm. uh, falling in love or dating or, or what have you. And I think that's 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 a relief, right? I, I'm glad we've kind of reached that point, where um, so it's not quite so doom and gloomish. Right. Uh, but that doesn't take away from the fact that the the impact uh, that this movie had. Oh, throw it back to you, Ryan.
1: No, I, I agree. I, I think yeah, it, it very much. Um you, you've kind of seen the progression through the years with uh, with queer cinema and how um, it's gone through different types of categories, but I think, like, I agree with you Madeline, it's gotten to a point where I think we've um, gotten to a point where it's not all doom and gloom um, and it's a little bit more of a, a celebration, but also um, these movies um, kind of helped pave the way for that a little bit, and I think, I think that's been a, a, a a big um, kind of push for the industry to, to continue to make these stories and to get them to, to, to do um, different types of storytelling through these characters. Um, Moonlight's a good example of, of that kind of, you know, you kind of can see how it's called by your name, the handmaiden and all of that Lady on fire um, on how they've kind of progressed and um, become more, um, mainstream, and I think it's been a, a a good thing,
0: for sure. All right, so, Ryan, any final thoughts?
1: Only one final thought I have is there is a shot um, in here that is probably my favorite out of the whole film. Um, it's the fireworks scene where um, Jake, uh, Heath Ledger's character um, basically, like, there was a bunch of rowdy men um, with watching a fireworks show, and he's with his wife, Michelle um, Williams, and their kids. And so he starts, you know, telling them to, to be quiet and, and yell at them. He gets mad, and so you kind of see a contrast of like him trying to like get up and like fight them because he's trying to be like big, tough, and masculine. Um, and then there's a, it's like a lower shot of him looking back at his wife in the back right hand corner with the fireworks going off in the display. And you just get to see the body language and the weight on his shoulders. It's just a really beautiful shot. It's also kind of tragic in a sense, but it, it's just a, it, it's, it's kind of haunting in it as well. But it, it's just a really good shot. Um, it's probably my favorite um, of the whole movie. Um, and yeah, there's just a, a lot of weight that small scene and I think that's due to the framing but also Heath Ledger's performance as well
0: that's a great thing to bring up because I love that scene too and that shot I mean it's it's kind of a sad scene but uh, that way it's framed is really well uh, great and then I guess I was thinking too I was struck again on the rewatch Uh, I was very moved by the scene where it's one of the trips so you know in the ensuing 20 years after they first meet Innes and Jack will meet up again periodically up in, up in Brokeback Mountain in Wyoming. And at one of those occasions, like, they're basically just, like, one is behind the other. And they're, like, just put their arms around them. And they kind of, like, close their eyes and just stand there. Um, and I just, I love that, that, that shot. So, uh, yeah, it's a good movie. Good, uh, Ingley's a good director. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Ryan, what would you give it out of 10? receives a 10 for me all right ashley (laughs) (laughs)
2: 9.2
0: all right so i give it a 10 and our score is a 9.7 that is brookwreck mountain uh ryan thank you for joining us again thank you guys for having me thank you all for listening
2: thank you